0: Are we good? Are we ready to go?
1: We are good. we we'll let's roll in, give it like three seconds of silence, and you guys we can go for it. Your here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is a
0: little fancy bag.
1: Hot as hell. I know it is. Oh, I'm in sweatshirt. This is like the thickest sweatshirt ever made as well. Yeah, really cool. Thank you. Okay.
0: Today is a very exciting day. <laughs> because one of my personal favorite people in the world is here, and this is only the second time I've actually met her in person. But if you are on TikTok, you've undoubtedly seen her face and heard her lovely voice that she loves hearing so much. Um, she has over seven hundred twenty thousand followers on TikTok, a huge, just general. That's me. I don't want to make you sound like a dictator. I was like, she's got like a really good pulse on her audience now. She's incredible. She's an elite marathon runner, speaks out about a lot of social and political issues, and just has an entire community that adore her. So Ashley DeSano at Lots of Miles. Not welcome. Lots of
1: Smiles. Not Lots, lots of, of Smiles. Miles.
0: Lots of Miles. Welcome. Welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: not true. That was <laughs> like,
2: oh, that's, a, that's not true. I'm so I, uncomfortable, but I'm here. You're fine. I
0: mean, I did force you to come here like
2: <laughs> it, it's mainly i
0: was Jake. like you have to come here it's
1: always the first four minutes and then when you listen to it back you're gonna go oh i should have said this Randall called after his and we mm-hmm. had so many ideas he's like let's do another one right now snack. oh
0: everybody after the first episode like oh, i can do better i'm gonna come through
2: oh i already feel like i've hit it out of the park i'm like i did not barf hey oh, i said words instead of nervously doing that so
0: <laughs> i had cool. <laughs> we had an, a client on like a couple of weeks ago and it was a husband and a wife and I didn't, the wife just like left. And then her husband's like on the phone. He goes, she's not coming. She's back. not coming back. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, she just doesn't, she's not, and she she's funny and she's cool
1: and great to talk to. She just was like
0: hilarious, nope. really kind. And so I had to go chase her down in her office and be like, get your ass. And so the agreement was she could come back, but she didn't have to talk, but she had to sit there. I was hoping she said she'd come back without
2: her husband. She, I could understand.
1: She didn't say it a word. Left.
2: <laughs> like oh, <it> was <laughs> That's great. Awful. she might have
0: giggled one time. Yeah, anyway, so, so you're a You're killing it. I'm already better. You're Marty killing winning. it. Um, okay, so I have a question for you. I have lots of questions for you. Great. But the first one, I I don't even know this and I know you fairly well. We talk probably every day. Yes. Um, what was the first time that you like heard of TikTok, found out about it? How did that whole process start between like hearing of TikTok and like making your first
2: videos? So the first was my husband, who I think was so tired of like the version you see of me on TikTok is like one eighth of what my husband has to deal with at home. <laughs> so he was like, "Have you heard of this thing called TikTok? I think you should put some energy into it. It feels like the right place for you to share these things that you're um, bringing into our household to me all the time." Like so you I- would
0: just go rant at him.
2: Oh, everything you see, that's what he gets. I'm like look, like, look at this. Listen to this. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I can't. I just need to be home from work and not <laughs> having stand-up comedy in the <laughs> middle of my house. Um, so he was the first one that said, you should get on it. I looked and I was like, but it's 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds. This is not the place for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and when was, was this? Yeah, what time frame? This
2: was 2019. Okay. So before the pandemic. Okay. In three years. Yeah. And I didn't download it. I didn't look at it. And I was like, that's not for me. I'm a Facebook, Instagram girl Mm -hmm. and then a friend started it with her daughter and during the pandemic when we were like what the fuck are we supposed to do and we're just home with our kids all day we started to learn the dances and that's when I finally downloaded it because it gave us something to do
0: oh that's cool the kids so you did it with the kiddos first Yeah. And then what was And I was like,
2: get out of my way. (laughs) I'm taking over. Like, move, bitch. I've got this. You guys are cute. You you got some people in. When
0: did it transition, though, from that to like, oh, I can kind of say my little quippy things on here?
2: It was my first viral video. So I'd been doing dances with them. Mm -hmm. And then I did one. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was about basically how wine was the only thing that was getting me through being locked in a house with my kids. And immediately moms were like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when I dropped the kids and I was like, I've got, I've got this. Yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah. This is for me now. Yes. Sit down. Please. I still bring them in sometimes. You know.
1: <laughs> so that's, I think the first time I mentioned TikTok was on our podcast or I started telling people like, this is going to be something that, you know, we're all going to be doing some version of this yeah. and, and it started to pick up. And then yours jumped off with, Hers-
0: the same thing, the pandemic. It was yeah. like, I was yeah. so used to doing shows constantly. And then it was like, I have nowhere to perform. And same thing, like that energy was just kind of trapped. So that's when I, we started doing live streams. And again, the same thing. I was like, well, I'm not doing the high school dances, but this seems to be.
1: Well, and after like plunging, you know, just like working and working on Instagram for years, and then just immediately jumping to 15,000 so followers. like, oh, this is way more energy en- and way, way yes. more engaging.
0: Like real people that engage with your With your stuff. Okay. So then after that, was it just kind of like a habit that you developed from there? Because you do like two to three videos a day. It's insane the amount of content that you put out.
2: So I would say I did, I used to go live on Facebook and on Instagram before I even kind of knew about TikTok to just share like stories about my mom because (laughs) she's a whole, she could be a YouTube channel all on her own. Right. Stories about my kids. Is she like you, your mom? She's, we are cut from the same cloth. It is like apple tree. (laughs) Completely. Um, But I think with TikTok, it's just, I feel like there's so much quote unquote content throughout my day Mm -hmm. that it's not like I'm coming up with ideas. So I just thought as the day goes on, I'm going to tell these stories about my life. Yeah, And then people relate to it, you know, because you're like, I'm just a tired mom trying to get through the day to day with my kids.
0: And you do it in a way that's like, a little self-deprecating, but really funny, and even like the serious stuff that you talk about, like there's still kind of a, a light humor about it that I feel like makes it palatable to people. And when you, was it, how long did it take you to kind of dive into more like social and political issues? Like, did you just
2: decide, like, oh, I'm going in on that? I've always been really outspoken. Um, always, I was raised that way. I, yeah,
0: I, I knew you were, and I've heard like a little bit, but I would love to kind of hear more of the backstory yeah. of
2: that. I was just raised in a household that was we focus on the we, not the me. Like how can we make the world a better place? How can we make sure it's more fair for everybody? How can we use our resources to give access to people who don't have access to X, Y, or Z? So just a house where we went to rallies, we donated money to things. We went and did food boxes and all that. So just raised in a way that was like, you have access to do this. Why would you not? Yeah. Um, So just trying to kind of carry that on. Mm -hmm. And then knowing, like, if I have a voice in a platform, I'm going to let people know what I stand for. Like, if you're going to give me your time and your energy and your resources to listen to what I have to say, you deserve to know what it is I really stand for. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. And then how do you deal with, like,
0: there's a lot of people, myself included, like, even when I put out stuff, a lot of times it feels too raw. And so, like, the negative comments and stuff that come in, it's harder to... Push those away. How do you handle that? Because I know, especially recently, when you've gone in on stuff, you get a flood of followers, and then you know you lose a few. But you're like, bye.
2: I don't care. (laughs) Uh, You know, I really think sometimes when you talk about the hard hitting political stuff or whatever, the people who are negatively commenting, you're like, I hit a nerve. Mm -hmm. You're triggered in some way, and I think hopefully that gets you to potentially take a step back. I know it doesn't. I know it probably just makes them dig in their heels more. But it's like I've hit a nerve. I've triggered something hopefully you feel something and can have a more open mind about it. I don't know. Or usually not. Usually it's just angry people. And you're like, you're just angry. You're going to say this at whoever I'm just the person you picked today. Yeah. A
1: big difference for you, Susan is for so long in music. I think you're, you're trying to like get everybody and not really offend groups very much. And that's what I think has been so refreshing about social media is just like, you can actually galvanize your group even more by just standing on what you believe in. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's 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 been interesting to watch you do that because you are very brave when it comes to like I just not even I don't even I know you're already gonna say it's not brave but (laughs) I think there is consequences right like it's not it doesn't it's not without consequence and it's something where for so long people would stay away from it even myself I have shareholders like I know I have old white guy shareholders that there are sometimes that that I have things where I have to think Susan you said she's like doesn't really quite seem like you on the podcast I think you're like making sure you don't offend any of those guys out there or something out there and it's very much true it's like i have to think about it and i it, it drives me crazy that i even have to even drop an f bomb in a youtube video because somebody's going to feel like that like not drop it but avoid dropping it yeah. because of that and so i feel like you just go for it it's really really helpful to see
2: yeah it's been rare that i have had pushback that i didn't expect usually when i get it it's from people that i'm like i know this is going to piss you off be it a sister-in-law a business partner of mine someone But I feel like when I share something, I've gotten to the point where I have to say it. And it's usually based in facts, not feelings. Like I'm talking about things that are factually better for women in the world, better for minorities in the world. And if somebody wants to come at me on that, I'm going to be ready to back up why I feel X, Y, or Z. And if they can't handle that, that's a them problem, not a me problem.
1: Yeah. Well, you should have the receipts, too, because you can speak on issues and you're volunteering your time you know, and doing the things necessary. It's really, cool. I'm probably stealing questions down. No, down no,
0: I'm, I, 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 I'm curious. I have a question for you too. Because I don't remember if you or I found your content. I'm pretty sure I was following you first. I, but has watching her and me, like, because I know you were not comfortable oh, doing TikTok for I cherry TikTok pick for you
1: guys all the time. Yeah, yeah, I have to make sure that my mannerisms aren't like, it's, yeah, I watched you do it. And so to be able to make content, I've always been, Creating videos, I've always been editing and wanting to do that. And so Susan was like this perfect guinea pig because she was more than happy to jump on stage and do all the things. Um, and then when your TikTok sort of took off, and it, I really started watching the algorithms closely. And that's what sort of excited me about it is that it seemed like if you played by the rules a little bit and knew what the algorithm was rewarding, you could sort of carve your way out in a way with the other stuff. Like Instagram didn't really matter. Like we were putting out really dope stuff that looks like everyone else's Instagram. And honestly, a lot of the video, like the Westin video, like this was way better than what most people were doing. And it would move the needle just ever so slightly. And that
0: was right when it started to shift from like really curated stuff, being successful on Instagram. And then I think TikTok kind of came in and obliterated it where it's like, no, you need to be a real person. And like, no one gives a shit if you have this like perfectly you know, gorgeous gown in a field somewhere. Well,
1: it's it's pretty clear what will work on TikTok is like being yourself standing up for something or and really being for something and sticking with it. My you can see the trends in videos, whether it's whether you're getting 200 for a long time and then you get a 2000 or I'm getting 2000 and it jumps to 20. I watch yours all the time. You'll have big numbers, but then every once in a while, every about every 10th video, you have one that really jumps off. And it's sort of just feels like Um, when you play double dutch i use this analogy all the time like when you know the people that are spinning the rope for you you kind of know when to jump and you can anticipate things the other algorithms are like just there's dodgeballs coming at you they're they're changing the rhythm all the time you don't really know what to put out there so um, i was able to cherry pick from what you guys were doing Um, especially when you guys started talking a lot i could just kind of Keep my eyes on everything and then Yeah.
0: I mean you're so much more analytical. Like I'm just like, I just want to do it and like have fun with it. And he's like, I've noticed that on this video, when you do this and this in the first three seconds, I'm like, okay, great. Um, but I don't remember. Do you remember how we first got connected? I think I probably reached out or something, but I remember talking to you for the first time or two. And I told Jake, I was like, I don't know what it is we're gonna do together, but I feel like we're gonna do something together in the future. And that was like the only thing I took away. Even,
1: and, and I was like, okay. I was like, I don't, I don't know, like, know what I don't that, know that means. do to do that either. No, right.
2: I remember because you, I want to say you started following me. Mm-hmm. And I followed you back. And I was like, she was like a professional person. <laughs> like singer, woman, all the things. And I was like, I'm just this like big wad on TikTok, making funny videos, selling skincare from home. I was like, why does she want to be my friend? And same, I went to Ben and I was like, there's this lady, and I didn't know at the time. I'm like, her name's Susan. I don't know if she goes by Susan or Sue, but I feel like Well, because Susan, it's like a
0: grandma's name. Right? Everyone's That's been my joke the whole life. Like, no one else in my generation is named Susan, and I've always felt like it's, like, not supposed to be my name. And everyone's like, that's my mom's
2: name. I'm like, I know.
0: And now it's even, you know, it's like, oh, it's my grandma's name. I'm like, Great.
2: But I up. remember you, like, we had talked back and forth on Direct Messenger, mm-hmm. I think on TikTok, which I never opened, so I think it was just meant to be. Mm-hmm. And you were like, we should... Talk like on the phone, and we were on vacation in Sun River. And usually, I'm like, absolutely not. And I went in a room and shut myself in the room, and I was like, if you fuckers come up here and interrupt this, and we talked for like an hour. Yeah, and it was just room.
0: about like I think it was still pandemic time, so it was oh, about yes. like how are you doing? How are you getting through? 100. And there's something so comforting about another mom who's struggling in the exact. Same. I mean, we both have two boys. Yeah. A lot of energy in the house, nonstop. Yeah homeschooling obviously is a gift that we both well actually you you were a teacher so that would oh, it's probably so be different. different though like i can
2: teach 30 random six-year-olds but my own kids forget about it i was the worst pandemic homeschool mom of all time <laughs> the oh, worst my well then we saw jake like my husband still hasn't met you in person which feels so weird mm-hmm. I
1: think we waved in the car when he picked you up or something. Probably. something was happening but
2: time. then immediately ben was like all in on just this Mm-hmm. He's like, whatever they need you to do and want to do, like, they're, these are awesome people. Just listen to them.
0: Well, that's very kind.
1: Um, well, I think all of your music experience, like, having like being sort of self-managed for a long time and going through all of those things, like booking venues and doing all the things and sort of going on these big trips and meeting, like, the L.A. producers over and over so again, stupid. you know, or being, like, <laughs> the basement with, like, 90s rappers and stuff. Like, I think you, you sort of. I was
0: like, are we going to work? You guys are not focused right now. We need, it's two in the morning. I would like to go to bed. Let's uh, put down some bars. Okay. But Like
1: all of all the people that came through the studio, you, even though I think in your personal life, people think of you as just like fast, fun and flighty and and just like, I'll take it. Yeah. You have to, because there's a lot of people nodding right now. Um, But there are, I mean, like I you always oh. were on the back end, like at the studio, you were always yes. about it, like yeah. ready to get stuff done and super focused. And I think when you were, when you would book venues and you would work with the venues, like everybody sort of took notice of working with you was a little different than most musicians because musicians seem to have like really great feelings and mm-hmm. very, very poor on the, on the, uh, getting shit done side.
2: Yeah. Well, well I'm good on the getting shit done side. I just don't have lots of feelings. Really? Yeah. I'm like a that very non-emotional me person huh maybe I've just strutted it down and I am probably. really but I feel like but
0: that's probably why you can handle a lot of the flack that you get too
2: yeah that's a good point but I've never been a real high low person yeah I always just like Ben and I always say this too in our marriage we're like why does everybody feel like you need to be happy we're like we're content and for us that's enough like yeah. in just the day-to-day that's good. But I also don't have big lows, like super sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm a true, you're, you're an ambivert too. But like a true. I
0: have no friend. idea. I think I'm okay. extroverted because it's like, that's where I definitely, the pandemic was especially hard for me because it, I mean, I had like an eight month year, eight month year old and eight month old and like with <laughs> Carter. Anyway, it was just a lot, but I need to be like around people doing things like finding new fun places but I definitely like to recharge by myself, so I don't know. I That's like I need to an
2: introvert. Amb- the- We're like ex- extrovert is like you need it. All.
0: Well, how do you? If it's all the time, it? I freak out. If yes. it's constant, I freak out. And that was one thing I was so living by myself for so long, and like just ha- like when I met Jake, who's like you just got your own little this so with my tiny apartment, my tiny bills. Like I'm like, woo! I'm doing music. I'm fine. Um, but I didn't realize how comfortable I was. I always was comfortable being single or didn't care going to stuff. Like I love going out to eat by myself. Yeah. Um, But it was, it wasn't until like we were like fully in family mode and the pandemic where I was like, Oh, I'm never alone. (laughs) And I very much miss that. So maybe I am, I don't know. But the point, this is, this is not about me. The point is that I feel like because of that background and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I had just been, researching how to build a personal brand through social media for the last couple of years. And the questions you were asking me, I was like, oh, this is easy. It's, these are the answers. And it kind of surprised myself, even like when you get like, oh yeah, she needs to do this and this and this. And so when I felt there's a moment where you're like, can you just like actually do this? And you kept uh, being like, I just want to be your friend. I was like, but I need your help. Right. (laughs) But, and it's really, I feel like because of that, It's been a catalyst to where my company is now, which kind of covers a lot more facets than I ever thought that it would. But what is most valuable for me is being able to, I'm really passionate about obviously women and following their passions and using their voice. So to be able to help them like use what they love and help help financially kind of build a presence and just amplify their voices, that's to me really, really fulfilling. And so I didn't even realize that it could be in the context that it is now, but you were the first of that. And so that I will, will always be so grateful to you for that. Oh,
2: thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I got on TikTok and screamed about being pro-choice <laughs> It's then. fantastic. No, but it's awesome to have people like you guys who support content creators who are not afraid to speak out because there are companies who don't want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And there are people who won't work with me because I'm loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to have people who are willing to. Yeah, but that's like a system to, to
1: weed out the ones you don't completely. want to work with anyway, which is why it works so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Totally.
0: What did, so what do your kiddos think about you? Like, has there been a moment where you've been like recognized out and about and like, do your kids love it or do they hate it? What, what is that like?
2: I think it's so. I think it's the weirdest for my close girlfriends. So a mm-hmm. lot of my close girlfriends are not on TikTok because they're forty-two. Right. So when we're at a winery and somebody is like, "Oh my God, it's lots of miles!" Like, can I take a picture with you? They're like, "She's the weirdest person we know." Like, why do these people <laughs> like her? Why do they want to take a picture with her? But then they love it when they pick up the tab. Yeah. Um, my kids love it. I think. I think it got a little awkward for my oldest son who's 12 last week when he was at a soccer tournament and some of the 15 year old boys were like, we watch your mom on TikTok. And oh he's my like, gosh. You think she's funny, right? right? Like, like there's no other. But then for you, like, here. that's kind of nice. You're like, oops, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm good looking. But I do run, like, I definitely run content by my oldest because I just want to make sure he's comfortable with what I'm saying because he's the one whose friends are going to see it. Yeah. So it's, I try to be careful there, not with any social activism stuff. I'm going to say that stuff, no matter what, but just about, I, I put them in some content and I just want to make sure I'm not throwing him under the bus or mm-hmm. embarrassing him in any way. Yeah. yeah. And then for my husband, like he catches so much hell because really? I, well, I don't like, I run in Nikes from time to time, but I wear Lululemon and I mainly run in Saucony's and Asics and he works at Nike. So his his colleagues are like saw your saw your wife do and yeah, he's not like
1: like sweeping the floors at Nike no, he's like, definitely he's in the thick of it. Shoes. Yes,
2: <laughs> like, I wear
1: his <laughs> shoes at, at at the gym.
2: People are like, we saw your wife doing a really an awesome ad for Saucony, like on TikTok. <laughs> well, like, yeah. then like, how about they send me an email and how about we actually set something up? Like, right, who do you know? About? And he's like, well, you don't play basketball and you don't wear a size fourteen. Well, That's that sounds like. I'm not going to call Nike and their like professional athlete partnerships
1: a flaw,
0: but I do feel like they're missing out on a uh, very big
1: also, opportunity. Yeah, they've, I think so many big companies are still at a loss for how to incorporate themselves into TikTok. And I, I think for my company, that's one of the reasons, like when we look at what was the, one of the outlier things that occurred that allowed us to really surge is- is the fact that we have a good idea of how to work ourselves into social media.
0: And what other CEO goes on social media and kind of Particularly explains TikTok. what's, I don't,
1: right. I, I think of that as they still sort of look down at that as if it's some sort of gimmick. And it's like when YouTubers were just YouTube stars and now they're some of the wealthiest people in the world and sort of running pop culture. And so I think that TikTok has that same potential and is just still just on the verge, right? I mean, we have a bunch of friends who don't, know any of it i have friends in the industry who i've they you know we were sort of peers but when it comes to like what who we have access to on a day-to-day basis when i'm making products and i can ask forty thousand people at a time what they think about this flavor or that flavor it like the feedback we were doing stuff so fast and we're making changes to products that just came out and people are like why would you do that because i know exactly what the people that are buying this want and so we're making changes really quick. And that's where like a Nike that's planning for 18 months and has shoe releases mm-hmm. that are out two or three years. They don't re- I don't know that they really understand like how dynamic this opportunity is and that you're getting a super bowls ad worth of content from people that like you 99% of them that fit a demographic. That's like so readily available to do the things that you do and wants to engage with it. I, I just, I tell people that I'm like, I, you know, my wife has a client who gets more, views than a Super Bowl commercial and every every week and every one of those people is somebody that you can very much kind of get an idea of what their patterns are and what they like. It's staggering how much value there is there. I think just figuring out how to incorporate some of those bigger brands is going to be fun to watch.
2: Well, and everyday people, at least being me, that's where I go when I'm looking for a recommendation. I'm not thinking about what commercial did I see on TV or where did I see this? If I need a recommendation on Something as stupid as a skirt. Mm-hmm. I go to TikTok, maybe Instagram. I'm not thinking about ads on TV. No,
1: I have my like. We don't even have TV anymore. No, we house. don't either. We, we just don't. don't. Streaming. That's Why all we you? do. Yeah, my, I have some friends that that are over forty five that think it's absolute insanity. And like, I think it's crazy that you know commercials. He's like, you see Ugh. that one? I'm like, I I, I don't. I couldn't. <laughs>
2: Um, back, back to my kids just for a second. And this is not about my kids, but just bring no, back to that. <laughs> the person who just doesn't understand is my mom. Oh, I have yes. to talk about my mom. Cause she's just, when I started selling skincare, she didn't understand what I was doing or how I was making this particular amount of money. And she thought I was doing something illegal. She's like, just don't end up in jail. Stop. And with TikTok, they just, they just, they're 75. They just right. don't get it. She watches some of the videos sometimes if it's ever about sex, drugs, what I did in high school. She's absolutely horrified. Right. And then my dad is even the other day, he was like, how's your little video show going? Oh my God. And I was like, well, it's called TikTok. And he was like, how many people watch you on that video show? And I was like, about 700,000. And he was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's not a little thing. Like it's having an impact on people everywhere. Every time
0: I bug you to send me your current analytics, I just stare at them like, holy shit, this is incredible. And like when we do Like I do send them to brands. I'm like, you see this? Like this is amazing. And I had my mom watch when she's they don't get it either. But I had my mom like watch any video. She goes, Ooh, I like her. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I know. And she and she was like, Well, what does she do? Like, she makes videos like about what? Like, about lots of things. They like don't understand that it's not about one specific genre. Right. Even though you have your little, you know, areas, obviously, which I want to talk about. Your recent, I guess it's still recent, when you broke your record of Under three hours, yeah, and like talk a little bit about when I'm curious when fail forward kind of became your motto, and how that plays into like achieving that goal. And were you emotional then? Did you cry then? Oh, I sobbed. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay,
2: it was like ugly. Uh, From a
1: contextual standpoint, I, I don't, we didn't really realize, or maybe Susan did. I did not at all as, you know, I don't run. So when I was looking up the, the sort of the milestone, I was like, oh, this is actually rare air. This is, this is not like a, she runs a lot and she finally hit her, her personal goal. It was a major accomplishment. Thank you.
2: Um, So I would say after, I didn't start running until 2003. So I was 23. And what,
0: what started it?
2: I met Ben and we started dating and he's like, maybe you should exercise. In college, so I went from being a soccer player in high school to mm-hmm. going to college, drinking more than you could ever imagine, did not exercise a day in my life. Mm-hmm. So five years later we were dating. He was a soccer player, so super fit and was like, maybe you could go for a jog. Right. So I went for a jog and then started a master's program and it was super stressful and running just helped. Mm-hmm. And I was running two or three miles at a time, signed up for a race. Um, so that was my first race. And then had, just kept running some races here or there, ran Portland Marathon. Did okay, but just with like a normal watch. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Had Durham. And right after I had him, started training for Portland. And that's when I actually worked really hard and I ran a 3.02. So that was in 2013. So that's when I was like, I could break three hours, probably. I didn't know it was going to take eight years and 10 more marathons. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I can't believe you did that after. How old was Durham? He was seven months old. Holy shit, yeah. dude. So, you ran a marathon when you had a 7-month-old the best, the best How part is of that, it. do you have a pelvic floor or is it well, gone now? I did crap, so I started running a week a week after he was born. This is all Stop. no, this is cleared by my doctor cuz labor was easy. He was 5 pounds But I did call her in the middle of my run and I said I think my vaginas falling out of my body. And she was like, "Go home, wait a couple more weeks." Um, but the best part about it is like I'm a pretty little person and at the end of you know, when you're breastfeeding, this is too much information for you. I, but like, it's just, it's different. So at the mm-hmm. end of that Portland Marathon, there are pictures and I'm like, I will never look like that again. Like I have these beautiful giant, giant boobs, giant, mm-hmm. giant, because they're full of milk. So I, I cross the finish and hands a baby to me and stop. I stop. Well, it's been three hours and he's seven months. Oh, so I'm nursing at the finish. Just at anyway, that's, awesome. that's when I decided I could break three hours. But then it is incredible. Didn't.
1: Was that wildly frustrating to be that close kind of out of the gates and yeah. then be trying over and yes. over again?
2: I ran between three Oh two and three Oh five, 10 times. Oh my God. Yeah. And what is it in you that
0: like, where you're like, I have to just keep going.
2: Just knowing I could. Yeah. Just, you know, when you know you can do something and you're like, I am not going to stop until it happens. And I don't know what's going wrong. Some races, it just was really obvious. Like it was too hot, too windy, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nutrition played a big role in finally breaking three hours. So yeah, finally happened in Indy. And then
0: what was that experience like when you, when did you know, you knew like right when you did it, right? I
2: knew at mile 19. I was like, I've never felt this way. I'm not hitting a wall. I don't feel like shit. And I just took the race in three mile increments, like just get through the next three miles, just get through the next three miles. And then I had a friend who was there at mile 24. So I got to see her and I gave her a high five and she was like, why are you stopping? Keep running. And it was just like a quick flyby. So I knew at mile 19, like unless something goes terribly wrong, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And then you crossed the finish line and started sobbing. And my like my best training partner, Rachel, my best running friend, was at the finish. So just seeing her. But then, of course, I didn't do like. They have people there to take professional photos of you. And I didn't do any of it because I was so wrapped up in the moment. I'm like, probably I should have gotten one picture. <laughs> just one. <laughs> and then who knew? So the most important thing about running a marathon is drinking after. Right. Like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Mm-hmm. I didn't know in Indiana, like, you can't drink on Sundays until after a certain time. So we what? had to drive around to try to just find a margarita or a beer. Right. And that was the worst part. Because the, the
0: in Seattle, they hand out beer tickets at the end at most races they're giving out alcohol that's fantastic it's the worst
1: yeah this is state law that we're up against here not necessarily (laughs) oh my gosh
0: yeah that's incredible i can't believe you did a three two with a seven month old i'm like very impressed by that thank you that's fantastic
2: So that's where fail forward started okay and that's just what we teach our boys right Mm -hmm. like when you so if i look at indy that was a success on paper, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know how or why. Like I know I trained my ass off. I know I was really fit. I know my nutrition worked, Mm -hmm. but it was also just a good day. And those are so rare. When I look at all my failures, I can tell you exactly what went wrong in that race. So we always say it's your failures where you learn. You don't really learn from your successes. That's just from what you've done through the failures. We say fail forward. So
0: Back to parenting. Yes, you're
2: very uh, good at it. Thanks. You're fantastic. <laughs> I feel like could do less. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was not made to be a mother, but I Dude, decided
2: that was what I was going to do.
0: It for me as like just a consumer of your content. It is such a relief to know that I remember thinking like, "What is wrong with me? Shouldn't I enjoy this more? Like, did I make a huge mistake? Like these yes. poor boys have someone who's like, I don't like this." <laughs> like. I love them with all of my heart, but at the same time, it's like, but what happened to me as a person? And it took me a really long time to figure out, like, I was kind of mourning my identity. How do I build it, making room for the family that I wanted and that I am grateful for? But to have someone be really honest about this part's really shitty. Yeah. It's like, it just makes me kind of take a, a sigh of relief. Um, as someone who like watches your content. So when did you start talking about that and kind of what was that process like? You're like, this is terrible and I'm going to say that it is.
2: Um, I feel like for so long, my mother included, moms were made to feel like when you become a mom, that's all you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter that you like to go out with your friends and have wine. It doesn't matter that your husband became like was here before your kids. I think about the decade Ben and I had before kids. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes your husband gets lost in the shuffle of parenting. Totally. Um, so I just feel like somebody needs to say out loud what I always say. I love my kids, but I hate parenting and you can be a good mom and not like the day-to-day grind of parenting. Uh, For me, I can unequivocally say I am a good mom. I give the best of myself to them, but it also takes all of my energy. So I need to have that other side of who I am as a woman to be the best mom I can. If I don't let myself have that side of me, the running, the going out with friends, that stuff, I can't be a good mom to them. Yeah. So I think I have friends who, I shouldn't say friends anymore. I have people in my life who at times would have seen that as incredibly selfish. Like, oh my God, you're going out with your friends again for a second night in a row, leaving your kids with a sitter. And I just had to shut out that noise and be like, but I know that that makes me a better mom. Mm -hmm. When I'm with them. Yeah. So I just think having a platform where you can talk to other moms and be like, you're not alone in waking up and being like, I have to do this again. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I'm tired. The tired thing is like, it's
2: insane. And I also feel like I have had kids. I've had kids and worked full time. Mm -hmm. I've had kids and worked part time. I've had kids and now work from home. So more like a stay at home mom. And I think through doing that, you realize it's all fucking hard, right? It's all really hard. So no matter what type of quote unquote mom you are, it's really hard. Whatever season you're in.
0: Dude, Shonda Rhimes did a, she did a speech at some school. I don't know. And (laughs) I just took this valuable part of it. She was like, the fact of like, you can balance things or, you know, the woman can do it all. She's like, that's a lie. And she was like, when I was working really hard on a script and, you know, we had a show coming up and I needed to finalize things, I was missing bath time. I was missing school plays when I was there for my kids and they needed me. I was missing deadlines and I like was failing there. And I hate to use the term failing, but I was missing things on that side. And so to have, again, to have someone be like, yeah, it's the sacrifice and both ends get the sacrifice, but the whole balance thing doesn't mean all at the same time it right. means this needs more of my attention now and then i'll pick up the pieces over here later um, and i feel like you kind of sum that up in, in a lot of your videos which again is just it's very comforting
2: well i also felt like my therapist everyone should go to therapy oh, i don't you, Please people who think they don't need to go you need to go the most, the most. So. we say that
0: constantly <laughs> but i
2: felt like part of tiktok and talking about motherhood for me was Talking with my therapist, feeling like, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Like, you are not. So then I thought, I need to scream this to other women who I hope feel the same way. And it did feel risky to be like, what if all of these women say, (laughs) but I really like parenting. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that could be bad. Then you really do think, am I a bad mom? Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. And I feel like it then became a safer place for moms to be like, thank you for saying something about just how ungrateful parenting can feel, right? Mm-hmm. You just feel like I'm in this. I'm trying my best to raise these humans, but it's not
0: fun. Oh, do I say all the time, like I have a hard time with decisions anyway. And I, when it comes to the boys, I am so constantly thinking about how everything that we decide impacts two human beings. And like, again, being in therapy, you learn how much your childhood kind of Sorts out what your struggles are going to be later on. And so every decision, like even the move, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to affect, I, I don't know what's going to go on. Like these guys are just going to be affected forever. And it's like, I don't feel qualified to be making decisions that impact little tiny humans. Like, that doesn't seem like something I should be in charge of.
2: Right. Like, how did we not have to take a test to be a mother? 1,000%. I would have failed. They'd be like, you cannot pro... Maybe that's why I had fertility problems. God was trying to be like, no, not you. You are not. You're not the one. Like, you are not the one. And then then it happened. So maybe you are.
0: You were just (laughs) waiting for the ones that could handle it.
2: Well, and no matter which way it goes, you feel like... My oldest came home with straight A's. He always gets straight A's. And instead of being like, that's great, I'm like, but do you feel pressured to get A's? Like, is it like, why do you, I don't know, no matter what they do, you think I must have done something wrong there. Mm-hmm. Even when all signs point to know yes. everything's going okay.
0: Yeah. I I think it's amazing how I feel like the generation of my parents, I just read something the other day, how they, our emotional well being was not even on their radar. No. And then I see moms kind of in my age group and we're all like stressing about everything that we do and how, just like I said, how it impacts them. And we kind of like jump in if they're not sharing and like all, I think that currently now we're kind of doing an overcorrection where we care so much about their emotional well-being that we're like making ourselves crazy about it. Where it's like they're just their kid. My my therapist, she said that now is like this is the most time that parents have ever spent with their kids is this generation feels like it. It really
1: does. Yeah, it really does.
0: And like to your point, like being away is good for them too. And very good for us. Yeah, it is.
1: You got that out of your system, babe. <laughs> yes. Okay. See?
0: See, Ashley says so, so it's fine. Um, okay. So speaking of being the best mom you can, blah, 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 blah. The whole self-love thing, I feel like you have, from the outside, I feel like you have come to a place that seems like a place where most people would want to fall. I would love to know kind of that journey. And how you're like, yeah, when I know there's been a couple of videos where people are like, you love yourself too much. You're like, uh, yeah, I do. So what do, you, what do you care? And I'd love to know, like, was that like a, a journey, for lack of a better word? Or like, how did you land here? And what do you do to kind of cultivate that?
2: Yes, it was a journey. So I would say I'm definitely at a place now where I love myself for who I am. And I would rather have a circle of people around me who love me for me than like me for who they think I am. Um, But it took a while to get there. I know I've been really open on TikTok about struggling with an eating disorder. So I had that for a while where I really was just working through looking back and talking with my therapist. (laughs) It was just kind of a time where things were completely out of control. I just started teaching. Little did I know I would hate being a teacher. (laughs) And I was only in my first year and just instinctively knew I'm good at this, but I don't love it.
1: How long did you do it?
2: For fourteen years. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! I didn't know you taught for that long. Yeah, fourteen years. And I—it wasn't that I didn't like it in the beginning, but my gut said this isn't this isn't it for you. Mm -hmm. But I was great at it, and I feel like you'd be
0: everyone's favorite teacher. Yeah, and it was
2: fine at the time. Um, and it was with the kids I wanted to work with, like a high poverty, just needy area for for kids who needed a teacher that just loved them and Mm -hmm. helped them feel safe. So I I liked it, but I knew it wasn't that that wasn't it. And at the time, Ben graduated, didn't know what he was going to do. So all of that to say, I decided to choose an eating disorder, not a choice, but I decided (laughs) that's what I could control. Right. Right. Looking back. that's. But I I
0: feel like that's most of the, um, like where that stems from most, most of the time is a a control piece.
2: Totally. I shouldn't have said choose, but you know what I mean? That was, that's what I could control. So Mm -hmm. I did, um, coming out of that, which really happened when I decided I wanted to conceive kids knowing my body was not in place to be able to do that. It just helped me realize it's, that's not worth it. Yeah, Like it's, it's not worth it to your physical health, to your mental health, to your emotional health. You're, you're worth more than that. You have people who love you. So that's when I started doing the work on who am I like, who am I? And what do I want? And really started cutting people and things out of my life that I didn't think served me anymore. And that yeah. was hard. That was a hard couple of years of just Ben and I deciding what, what do we want? Because we're a family now. And, how, and it meant cutting like cutting family out, cutting friends out who just didn't serve our purpose anymore and how we wanted to raise our kids and live our life. Um, and I'd say Ben and my best friend Emily played a huge part in just being like, you got to be who you are, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, well, and that's probably why you're such a good
0: advocate for people who are being who they are and getting shit for
2: it. Right. Yeah. And I think like running, finding, running, helps you because running just doesn't owe you anything. So you just put what you can into it. You hope you get something out of it, but you're not ever promised anything. And it's just a good metaphor for life. Like you have to give yourself the best shot, yeah. whatever that might look like. You have to try your hardest. And I think for me, that's where self-love plays a huge part, because if I don't really love who I am, I'm not much good to anybody else. I can pretend like I am, but at some point I'm going to have a break. Yeah. And that's not good for anybody. No. And I just think growing up in a home where my parents were. That's just what they preached. Mm -hmm. Like, this this is the one life you have. So fuck anybody that doesn't (laughs) want you to live it the way that, like, works for you.
1: So what's what's a big picture goal? Then what's next for you? You did the three minute mile. That was my next question. Well, well, it's like we knew each other.
2: It's like you guys think I set goals for my life. I know.
0: Well, I mean, I can tell you what I want next from you from a uh, professional standpoint. But that's not the whole point of this question.
2: Um, running, I don't have any goals coming up. I think once I broke three hours, that was my only goal. So it's just to stay fit.
1: Do you just do you keep pushing at the same level, or do you? you yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I won't try to get faster. If I do, that's great. But otherwise, I'm not going to try. I'll go run some fun. Races. Is it possible to get past? Because you just
0: hopped Hopefully. on a half marathon the other day. I'm like, oops, I won this. Whoops. <laughs> it was I just tripped into this
2: race and won. <laughs> like who does that? It's a, that's a race that doesn't count. Like it's a cute little neighborhood race and people, people were so nice on the course. The so one guy goes, I started my watch when you came by because I knew you're going to lap me. He's like, it was two minutes and 37 seconds. Oh my gosh. So cute. Um, what's next for me? I don't know. I feel like maybe you guys know you have these seasons of marriage and I feel like right now is about Ben and his career and where he's kind of going next step. So I'm really trying to just Keep doing what I'm doing with TikTok and with everything else I'm doing um, to support his next moves. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to figure out more what is next for me. I know that's not an answer you want. No,
0: it's good. It's, <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Like I said, I have my own answers
2: for you and your career.
0: <laughs> okay. So say someone really wants to start TikTok or like putting more things on social media And like most people, I I think Jake and I kind of come to this conclusion a lot where we just expect people to be comfortable with it and, or like I'll get a new client. I'm like, okay, we're going to do a video about this. And they kind of freak out. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to be on camera. And like, oh yeah, not everyone's really comfortable with this. So would you have any advice? Like if it's not comfortable, don't do it or. That's never going to be my advice.
2: (laughs) No. I mean, I think when I look back, I had 21 videos, which isn't a ton. But I had enough before I had one really have anybody give two shits about it. Mm-hmm. So I just think you can't expect anything to happen right away. Right. I also think you have to know who you are and what your purpose is. If you start putting content out and people know who you are and it's not who you are, they're going to quickly dismiss it. I don't know if that makes sense. But like I've my, my best friend is on my ass and she'll be like, that is... She's like, I have just had to realize like some of the content you put out is for your audience and not for me because mm-hmm. I know that that's not exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. So I do think before you create it, you have to have some idea of what your boundaries are, what you want to say, because otherwise, you're probably going to just put out shit. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it'd be I think it's good to have twenty or thirty videos go oh, totally. by without oh, getting oh, noticed because sure. yeah, I had one right away a, t- a Tiger King oh, comment yeah. that I made. Remember that? Just whole like, hey, he didn't live? he didn't sing any of that. It was all faked and done by this band, and it got like seventy thousand views i was like great
2: like, now my tiktok has to
1: be about tiger king <laughs> and and i was like I had a grizzly beard i just thought oh my god the whole world's gonna think that i'm something that i'm totally not right. and, but then I, I remember thinking like let well, me do a few more see if i can build a little audience and deter it so i think it's just best to have like anyone that wants to just think of it as like a a free land where no one cares in tiktok world and i think it's that's fun. where you get 20 30 40 v- videos in and then if you start to get traction you can introduce yourself a little more
2: well and i think if you stay true to who you are depending on your content maybe it's something you can't but i think if you stay true to who you are your people will find you and though because i i've definitely had people leave me who are like you're not the fun mom that you were when we first started following you it's not the same world and lady I'm like, but i'm yeah. not ever going to be quiet about stuff but then right. i have new people who are like oh i love your like bonus content about motherhood and running but i love your social activism stuff so i think you have to do what feels right for you, right? I'm like, this is this is my channel. Mm-hmm. This is my whatever platform that I'm using. I'm going to say what I want. If you like it, great. If you don't,
1: scroll on by. Well, it goes through waves too, where it's like a, there's a lot of running content. There's a lot of, you know, there's some branded stuff and then there'll be stuff that's very, you know, political in nature. Like there's a, it goes through little cyclical cycles because the news cycles are, was, sometimes they determine what we're going to talk right, about.
0: Right. I was going to say, I mean, in 2020, my goodness, like all the shit that went down there. It's kind of like, Anything else felt frivolous. And I, I, I know like for me, once, <laughs> once Trump like became president, anything else that I was like working on or wanted to put out or write a blog post about felt so insignificant that it was hard to even like think of what I wanted to say because I was still kind of processing like what is happening to America?
2: I think the first video I did saying something that really surprised people was right the day after George Floyd. Mm. I feel like that was the first one. And I was like, I'm going to say something like, I'm not going to come on today and talk about how I love coffee or hate my kids. Like that's not for today. So I totally agree with you. I think you have to, if you're choosing to speak out on something, it needs to be the right time when it's happening. And then you can go back to whatever content people quote unquote want to hear.
1: What do you think people really want to hear? Like, what is like the low lying fruit for you when you do it? Like for me, I feel like I'll do a video sometimes and I'll go to Susan, like that, that one's going to be a hit. Like that one, that one will go again. You probably do in the first three minutes what I do in a month with, but, but I can sort of tell from my audience and my, my group, what's going to work really well. And then there are times when I'll do something where I put a ton of work into it. I think it's going to be <laughs> like, i kind of know when I'm doing it, that it's not going to be a huge hit, but it'll be a piece of content that I can look back on for a long time and show people as a reference. Like, do you have a, a pretty good rhythm on your content? Like, you know like, how oh, that's going to be a very big video. Sometimes or do you I, care? I don't care. That's probably no, why I, I don't care at all. But
2: sometimes I will know. I don't is, care
1: either. I'm not tracking <laughs> analytics constantly or <laughs> totally worried about it at all times. So. I
2: mean, I don't care what you guys tell me. You're like, well, that one. Um, I will say sometimes, unfortunately, it's not the stuff I put a lot of time into. It's not the social activism stuff. But it's something like today I was in my hotel room. I had 20 minutes to myself and instead of doing something that mattered, I just opened goldfish and sat there (laughs) and ate them like just a lump of nothingness. I'm like, probably I should do a TikTok about this because a million moms would be like, yep, I have been there. Like I'm starving. (laughs) I finally have 20 minutes to myself. And what am I going to do? Eat fucking goldfish in Mm -hmm. my room. That probably would have popped off. (laughs) But no, any relatable mom content. Yes. Just because you have that audience and they're craving that um, just relationship with you. of like, oh my God, I'm not alone.
1: Do you think do you think a lot of moms have started running because of like watch they relate to you that they I po- hope so.
2: I mean, I get a lot of messages from people saying they feel inspired, they feel motivated, they've started. When you have running plans on ashleydesano.com, If anybody's interested it
1: was but a you, low low introductory.
0: <laughs> <plans>. <laughs> but you you get definitely give resources for women who yeah, they told totally, you want to run. Yeah,
2: they're free. I feel like I wrote these plans because people don't know where to start. And if you just google Like running 5K plan, it's so overwhelming, you quit before you start. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to realize running, like, you don't have to want to run a marathon. You don't have to want to run a 5K. If you just want to get in shape, you can run two miles a day. Mm -hmm. That's it. And just work yourself. It doesn't matter if you walk. Just (laughs) two. But I feel like running, in quotes, can be so. scary to people because it seems like what I do. And it's like, you don't have to do it like I do it. You don't have to do it like anybody else. Yeah, if You want to run, go fucking run. I felt like I did a
0: couple, I did a couple half marathons. The last one I did, I was like, this is terrible. I don't ever want to do this ever again. And I was like, kind of pissed about it. <laughs> <At the laughs> yeah, finish line, everyone's like, yay. I'm like, I hate this and I'm not doing this ever again. And I just like, you know what? My body's not I'm just going to do a couple miles and my body's not going to do the big races. And now I'm like, I think I want to do another half marathon, but I yeah. swore
2: up and down. My friends are like, yeah, maybe don't. Maybe that's, don't. What, that's me after every race. If it goes bad, I'm immediately like, I'm never running again. And then I sign up for a race the next day for revenge. And right. if it goes well, I'm like, well, I can fucking do better than that. So I right. sign up. So that's the cycle of running, whether you do well or you do horribly, you just sign up for another race. And that's, that's the course. worst. Um, I
0: did a half marathon just like, Again, I was like living on my own, like, oh, that's a good goal. That's a goal of mine. I want to do it. I didn't know anything about training. I didn't know anything about nutrition. And I just kind of like ran more leading up to it. And I had this this very kind woman at the beginning of the race. And she was like, oh, do you want to pace with me? I was like, yeah. So we're running. She's fast. And I stayed with her for about nine miles. And I was like, I'm for sure going to die and I don't want her to like, I don't want, I don't want her to hold her back. So I was like, just go on, please. go on without me, please. I'm like, go. So she booked it and I like limped the rest of the way over the finish line. And at the end I was like, okay, maybe that was a little bit more intense than I thought. And then I couldn't move the next day at yeah. all. Yes,
2: and I was 1,000%. like, oh, I need
0: to dream well.
2: Yeah. Like I need to have planned for this. I need to not make it up. That's there, one thing. There was someone on the start line. In Indy, and it was her first marathon. And she was like, Are they gonna have like food on the course? I was like, 1000% no. And I was like, Did you bring gels with you? Or like, cause you know, during a marathon, you eat, but it's just like these gels. Or it was like, a full, she was doing the full the gels, marathon, full marathon, or like gummy bears. And I was like, Do you have anything with you? And she was like, no. And I wasn't going to give her any of my stuff. Like, I didn't have enough to share in my head. You're I there like, to win. Yeah. I was like, you're going to you're die. Like, I'm going to see her on the course somewhere, all dead, all the way dead. And I'm like, how do you get to the start of a marathon and know nothing? Well, nothing. Like, like I did. How, Susan, this mm-hmm, is houses and this is not home. Mm-hmm.
0: Learn my lesson. <laughs> luckily, I had youth on my side. That is not the case any longer. No, it is not. <laughs> but we've taken up more than enough of your time. But I very much appreciate you as a person and a friend. And First stop and buy. Well, for, you know, obliging my many requests to say you have to come here.
2: That was too short. I feel like I could stay all day and talk to you guys.
0: Well, another time. Another (laughs) Another trip. Another day. And uh, we do have a meet and greet coming up at some point. (gasps) I can't wait. In September. Yeah, we're still working out details. But if you guys are in the Portland area and want to come do a little Q&A with uh, Ashley, that's coming up on September 27th. What are some other
1: checklist items we have? We have, you have a book club.
2: Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk about your book club. Oh my God. Thank you for reminding Creepy book club. Um, My best friend and I started a creepy book club two years ago. So it was just with a group of people who wanted to read thrillers like Verity, Silent Patient, whatever. Decided to talk about it on TikTok, which was great because then we had a flood of new people who love reading these kind of books. So we just decided to make it official because it was too big to just keep it on this little like Facebook Facebook group. So we launched our website, creepybookclub.com. And we have, and hats and all the fun things we read one book a month it's super fun we just love being around all the creepy
0: readers <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome that, again you like made a community out of your community um, what's one what's been like the most surprising thing from developing the audience that you have and having the community that you've had
2: knowing how many people's lives I have positively impacted just from the messages I don't even open my tiktok direct messages because I hate the way that that whole platform is. I Mm -hmm. can't even put on Instagram and other places, just people taking time out of their day to write and say like, I started running because you made it look fun. And for me, I feel like you took time out of your day to trust me that running could be fun. You started doing it and then you took the time to say thank you. I just feel like if you can get two or three people feeling a little bit better about who they are, it's a big deal. That's a very big deal.
1: And if you can get three or four people to say thank you and take time to like open it up find you and and or jump platforms like, you know, I have 50,000 followers on TikTok and five on Instagram and I had 4,400 when I started TikTok. So like nobody's migrated over. But when they do and they send a message and they say something positive, like you must have made a huge impression on that person. And so if you can get three or four people to do it, there's really probably hundreds and hundreds behind that. So and i can't imagine your just your audience is so much larger that it has and you're saying something that's deeply important to a lot of women in particular so i've got to imagine you've touched a lot of people
0: that one email that i came across like that your management email that i forwarded you and i won't like, go into details obviously but i she said something she was like really scared and she said i just kept hearing it's going to make me cry Like I kept hearing your voice in my head encouraging me and to like not have a personal connection to that person, but to have the kind of impact you do or you are supporting people just from being on the platform. Like that's I feel like that's never really been done before outside of kind of a traditional celebrity thing. It's amazing. I, I it's amazing to watch and be a part of it. So I'm glad that you let me do that.
2: <laughs> it's a lot nicer than some of the other messages I get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's those, but those pe- people those. are easy to piss off, though. And yeah. mad people, like Susan, always be like don't write a review, Jake. Oh, he like, loves. Like, but to write I, a I hold mine very. I give him as, as much room as I can. And then I will just sort of state the matter of fact. He
0: cannot turn it off. Like we'll go, I remember we were first dating and we went on like a ferry and he goes, you know what they should do? This is a missed opportunity. When you're sitting here, they should have this type of thing so they can engage with this and it can promote this. I'm like, do you ever just not think about business? He's like, what do you, what do you mean? And now you've like ruined me where I'm like, oh, this
1: would be,
2: they should do it this way. But it's, it's, it's a real thing for you. (laughs) The knee-jerk reaction to make something better. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, li- I would like so things it- to be as efficient as possible. And yeah. then I have an old-fashioned rule. I think, like, if if a... Not to make this a man or woman thing, but if a man is, like, acting out of turn, I should be able to say, I don't like your behavior. I would like to fight you outside.
2: I would support that.
1: Because if he says no, then I say, then you have to tone that down because you're not entitled to, to just, like, run the room or be in charge here. Like, if you want to be, you can. Um, I had a friend who said that at the gym. He's like, sometimes I just, there's these guys like flexing in the mirror. I just want to say n- no hard <laughs> feelings here, but I would love to see if you and I could just go into the mat room just and shuffle. just, let's just roll. Let's see what happens here. Cause I feel like you're feeling pretty good about yourself. And he was like, I internally would just like to know how I square up against a guy who's that big and feels pretty good about himself. So I like, there was a guy, she was doing a review for Como at a restaurant there's a guy out on the deck. Oh and my gosh. He, he wouldn't look not at the focus. server. She wouldn't, I mean, she was trying to win him over and he wouldn't even, he was just like gruff and mean. You could tell he was super rich, just looked like a yacht guy and he just would not engage. And he was a smart ass. And so I just, I was like, there's the guy. Just want to tap him on the shoulder. We're in downtown Seattle and in the wild West. Anyway, I just wanted to go outside and find out And if he, if I get my ass kicked totally on me. You that's totally die. on me, and, I, and and he would feel free to go back to dinner and enjoy. But I, I feel like feel if,
2: free to go back to dinner if, if
1: both people want to engage in physical combat, find out what's what. I think it should be allowed. Like
0: oh mortal combat, oh. and I have to tell now. him every to every time. Everyone else's actions are not your. He's like that's not okay. That is okay. That's not okay. It's very much if someone is out of line in what Jake George feels like is appropriate and necessary. He like.
1: It's expensive. very fair, though. I am not like running around, like telling everyone what they can and can't do. I think when someone's being an asshole or totally oblivious to what's going on, I think they should be made aware.
2: Back- do you do Enneagram? Do you know what Enneagram you are? Oh, yes. You sound yes. like a one. Are you one? No, he's a... I don't
1: remember what I am.
2: I think he's a nine. Well, you've got some... He's got some one. One is like black, white, right, wrong. Like, you are being a dick. You are not being a dick. You did not like- treat the waitress that way. You were treating the waitress that way.
0: Yeah. I remember... Maybe you're an eight. I remember I did it like for myself and then i did like a marriage one and i like did his and i was like oh yeah he's for sure an
1: eight I feel like an eight was what
2: uh, yeah our marriage ones were instantly i was like what's a one and a three and it was like incompatible right yeah like don't like, oh, do it yeah. my best friend and my husband are one fire I'm and
1: water three. Yeah,
2: this is, this is going well perfect <laughs> i'm a seven so oh that's a good one isn't it a i'm a three one? we're assholes
0: no most of my good friends are threes yeah. just like competitive yeah yeah I hate myself if everything's not Maybe, uh, actually, I feel like I identify with that too. Maybe I should take
1: the <laughs> maybe, test maybe you're, maybe you're a floater. <laughs> maybe you know? I'm a floater.
0: <laughs> I'm just so many. I'm just really dimensional. Um, anyway, well.
1: Well, let's, Ash, let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Lots of miles and all the things. If you, um, you know, happen to be a shoe company that wants to develop one with an amazing creator, we are, we are allowing submissions
1: Boy, for that. putting it out there in the world. That's right. Fair enough.
0: That's my, that's my one thing. Like I'm, when we first started working, there, I was like, I mean, I need you to
1: make your own shoe. So you also. the shoe idea is great. And I am a hundred percent on board with it. Forget like fishing for sponsorships. What, what is your, what is, what makes for a good running shoe?
2: Oh God, that's way, I could be here for three hours. Well, don't do that. <laughs> what makes for a good running shoe is your stride and your foot. So if a running company wants to make a running shoe, it can't be for everybody. It has to be for a particular stride, the way their foot works, all the things. But a good, a good idea of a running shoe is just that it has good cushion, good support, and good propel to get you
1: going forward. So like Skechers is a lock.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock any uh, shoe companies here publicly. How? But isn't pronation like a big deal? Yes. Like okay. you need. If you are looking for a running shoe, you need to find a local running store. Yeah. You go in. It's awkward as hell. They watch you run. Oh, I just did this so, the other day, and I told him because I was yeah. having
0: knee problems. I'm like, I need to get my yep. insoles redone and get a new pair. Yep. And I was like, you need to get the little analysis they, they watch do. you run
2: and it's mortifying and you sometimes they tape it and you're like please never show me that footage mm-hmm. again and then they can tell what your feet are doing and then they suggest a shoe based on that yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: i love it
1: so it's specialty though like it's going to be for a sure. specialty shoe no yeah. doubt about it makes sense
2: anything else you want people to know about you no just pray for me if you <laughs> watch my videos about the but you know that every day is hard
0: well you handle it with grace and humor. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I well, thanks for coming on and I'll talk to you probably in five minutes. I'll
1: be <laughs>